Tuesday Night Mystery Club. Hello and welcome to the Tuesday Night Mystery Club, a show where I tell guests a mystery story and they try and guess the solution. I am your host, Caitlin McCluskey, and today I am joined by my friend, Joseph. Hello. Hello. So we were we were just talking before uh, and, and you wanted to make it clear that you don't, not the most uh, mystery involved person. I am a beginner, very much so. <laughs> I, I find there's that's a lot of the people coming on, my guests coming on. I, I, I like mysteries and I'm trying to convince everyone around me to like them too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to try to keep, follow along. <laughs> okay, good, good. And I was, I was also telling Joseph that this, so I, Michael and I did a short story two weeks ago where at the end I said that it was, you know, impossible to solve and we never would have got the answer. And now I've kind of been looking at short stories since then and going, you know, they're all kind of like this. I think I was just sad I didn't solve it. So <laughs> I have to I have to now say, uh, you know, maybe it was my fault, not the story's fault. Um, well, we'll see how this one goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see how this one goes. So so before before I get into uh, the podcast, I I been meaning to talk about this for months. I was just telling Joseph I got accepted to the affiliate program for Podbean, the hosting site that I use for podcasts. So uh, now if you use my link, which is uh, podbean.com slash mystery club was the affiliate code I chose. If you sign up with this link, you can get a month free of Podbean and I get a month free too. So win-win. Uh, so if you were thinking to start a podcast, I mean, I like Podbean, but also do your research. I don't, I'm not a... Click the link. <laughs> click the link yeah <laughs> do your research but if you think podbean looks good like i thought it looked good then you can use this code to get a month free okay in other news this is episode 40 which is fun we've Ooh. i know we've come a long way i technically if you look to my uh like the podcast page i have more than 40 episodes and that's because in the summer i was releasing uh, what i was calling back then short stories now i just call them regular episodes <laughs> <laughs> So, so technically we have more than 40, but this is the official. And the title of this week's story is Sanctuary. And it is an Agatha Christie story. So one of the more famous authors, Joseph, mm -hmm. for F FYI. And just for everyone's information, the story was written in 1961, first released in the USA under the title, uh, the short story collection, Double Sin and Other Stories. And then was later released. This 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 short story collection title is funny. It's called Miss Marple's Final Cases and Two Other Stories. It's kind of a <laughs> nice, kind of a long title. <laughs> so uh, it, this is this is uh, for people who know Agatha Christie. This is a Miss Marple story, and Miss Marple Joseph is um, one of the two kind of more famous detectives that Agatha mm. Christie wrote about. Okay. But Hercule Poirot is the um, Belgian egg-shaped head detective with a big mustache that's kind of, I think, uh, the most popular and well-known. Okay. So you might have seen his movie. And Miss Marple is the other detective. Okay. And so she is known to be, uh, you know, she's a, I think, I don't know how she gets described, but like little old lady um, spinster, maybe. Like she's a, she, she lives alone mm -hmm. and is very sharp and um, observant and 
is able, she, what she does is like, she's lived in this little village of St. Mary Mead her whole life. And she picks up on like town happenings, like little problems that happen in her town. Like someone, someone's fish got stolen or like little, little problems. And then she's able to compare them to bigger problems to be able to solve actual murders. Ah, okay. Yes. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. So she's a, she's a fun, she was my favorite character at one time. I would only read Miss Marple stories, but I have evolved. I've grown. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I also used to only want to read Agatha Christie's. And now that I've read other books, I realized that that was a mistake. And uh, other authors are pretty good. Mm. Cool. So should we get into the story? Let's, let's do it. Okay. And so feel free if, if you don't understand anything or I've gone too quickly, like reel me in, ask lots of questions. Um, I'm happy to go back to things. Cool. Sounds good. Okay. So this story starts with um, Mrs. Harmon, whose nickname is Bunch. And we've seen in this character in a past episode in a murder was announced that I believe Mina was on. Um, she she was again, she's the um, reverend or the vicar's wife in town. And she's also Miss Marple's goddaughter. So that's her relation to Miss Marple. Uh, and so she lives in this town of Chipping Cleghorn, um, which is a fun name. So is Bunch, actually, is a nickname. And she's, she's going to put flowers in the church when she gets in there and she sees a man who kind of is like crumpled up. Like he almost looks like just like a pile of clothes when she first sees him. And she mm-hmm. goes up to him and realizes that he has a really weak pulse. Like barely breathing and she kind of rolls him over and his eyes open so she kind of was thinking this guy's dead but no his eyes yeah. open and he says to her sanctuary so that's the title of the book and so that's that's the first word that he says to her mm. and i think he repeats it a couple of times and she's not sure what he's talking about necessarily yeah. and then she thinks he says Julian, which is the name of her husband, who is the reverend. And so then she's kind of like, oh, you want to see you're dying and you've come to see the reverend. Like that makes sense. To right. Her. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so she goes, she also recognizes he's dying. So she goes to get the doctor who Dr. Griffiths and he comes back and they get him onto back into the, the, her house, her and the reverend's house mm-hmm. on a couch. And he's examining him and basically saying, I've called for an ambulance, but I don't think they're going to get here in time. There's not much we can do. He's been shot through the chest. Like he has a bullet wound at close range is what they say. Yeah. So he's not looking good. And then he um, basically, after the doctor's looking at him, his eyes open and he looks at Bunch and says, please, please. And then gives a gasp and dies. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So not, not much information to get out of him. No, not at all. So she hears sanctuary. She thinks he says Julian, but she's not totally sure. She kind of didn't hear that one. And then please, please. And then does. So he's died. I think they called. Now they've obviously called for the police. They probably called for the police beforehand. But Sergeant Hayes or the sergeant in town arrives and he's questioning Bunch. And so she's told him this whole story. And they've Mm -hmm. examined his pockets and found he had a return train ticket from the station to London. So they, I guess they think that's how he got there. Okay. 
He had, he had a wallet that I think only had like a dollar in it, or I guess would have been a pound. This is England. Right. <laughs> and a pocket watch with the initials WS on it. WS. Okay. Yeah. So that's what they know about him. So Mrs. Harmon, her big question is, why did this man come from London to die here, basically? Like, or, or like, why was he here in the first place? Yeah. And the, the, that's the only kind of the only question that the sergeant can't answer. I think they've had, they've had a call from a Mr. and Mrs. Eccles, E-C-C-L-E-S is their last name. Okay. And they're, they're saying that it's, it was Mrs. Eccles' brother. They, they um, had noticed he was missing the night before and their, um, Mr. Eccles' pistol or like gun had been stolen. And so they think they were kind of saying that Mrs. Eccles' brother, who they think this is, had been very depressed recently and had been talking about um, not wanting to live on this world anymore, what, that kind of thing. And so they think that he had taken the, that he had taken the gun and, right. and killed himself. I see. Okay. Right. So, so that's how they've identified him and they're kind of closing this as a suicide type thing. And so maybe yeah. that's why he wanted to see the Reverend and the Sergeant informs bunch that the Eccles want to come see her. I think is like a, yeah. they want to know what happened to their right. brother, brother-in-law, whatever. Yeah. Right. So, so they arrive within fairly shortly and they kind of give off a weird impression. So they, they're going, they're going on about how terrible this is about their brother, William, about Bill. And they wanted to know like his dying words, like what he had said. So Bunch tries mm-hmm. kind of tries to tell him and I, not that they're disappointed, but like, it's just weird. Like they're, they're weird people <laughs> or okay. like, they're giving off, they're giving off a weird vibe. Like, they're giving just, off weird vibes. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Okay. Their vibes are off. <laughs> <laughs> Five check. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> um, and they ask if they can have what was in his pockets. And so a bunch mm. is like, Oh, well the police, like that's evidence, I guess the police have it. So yeah. you'll have to collect it from them. And then they ask, what about his coat? And Bunch is like, oh, yeah, I think we did take his coat off. So she goes upstairs to get it because she was going to she had brought it upstairs to do it, do mm-hmm. the laundry. And it takes her a few takes her actually quite a few minutes to find it. And she says she thinks the cleaning lady had moved it. And so she gives it to them, bundles it up and mm-hmm. and they leave. So kind of fr- from them leaving, she goes in and asks her husband, what does sanctuary mean? And he uh, the reverend's kind of personality. He's like, uh, like loves to talk about latin like he's pretty um educated i guess right but boring like that's the that's the stereotype that they've given him right i see yeah okay so he gives this long convoluted explanation Mm -hmm. but it's all to say that sanctuary it used to be that if you were being pursued by the law and you went into a church you would have sanctuary from the law like the law couldn't get at you kind of i see okay right so yeah that's kind of how what he's describing. I think what Bunch takes away from it. So she's like, okay, interesting. So then she she tells her husband that there's a sale happening in London and she's going to go because there's something she needs to get. And oh, isn't it so convenient that her aunt Jane, Miss Marple, is also in London at the time? And, you know, <laughs> she might as well just pop over and see her. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so, so you kind of get the impression that something's on Bunch's mind. She's not yeah. so convinced that this is a suicide. What do you think? Right. That's it? 
So that's that. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll, no, no, no. Oh. There's more to the story. I'm just, I'm pausing, okay. Okay. pausing midway to ask for how you're feeling about things. <laughs> there's, uh, I'm sorry, I'm writing stuff down and like, yeah, there's no way I'm going to remember all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like, I mean, that's sanctuary bit, like yeah. saying you're like, um, you're safe from the law or something kind of yeah. like maybe that the sergeant Hayes has something to do with this somehow. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, potentially, but did the Eccles fam like, so it is like 100% that this guy is the missing brother. Like the Eccles family came in and saw I mean, him or. They like, say that he is. Right. But it's it's like you know nineteen sixties England, so I don't know. Maybe there's not that much right way to prove anything. Yeah, and they they do I think have a brother that just came back from abroad, which is what they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So so I think at this point, Bunch is kind of not that she suspects anything necessarily, but. You know, she's not feeling 100% of this. Yeah, something's suicide. off. Something's, something's off. off. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I think it was more so the echoes that had made her feel off. Yeah. Hmm. So, so she gets to Miss Marple in London and kind of explains to her everything that she was feeling. And she's, she's kind of saying that she's not very intelligent, but she has a lot of sense and uh, intuition. Yes. So yes. that's kind of how she's feeling. And here's here's what it kind of comes down to when the Eccles had asked for the coat she had been skeptical like she'd already been feeling weird about them so she had decided to look over the coat and see if she could see anything Mm -hmm. and she had seen that there was a hem like a it looked like part of the seam on the inside had been re-sewn and so she cut it open and found a um a baggage claim ticket for the train station. So this is where like you, you could leave your luggage in a locker or whatever. And then they'd give you a claim, like a coat check ticket almost. And you could come back to pick it up. In the inseam of the jacket. It's in the inseam. It's been sewn into the jacket. And so she takes it, sews back up the jacket. That's why it took her a couple, like a a while to bring the coat down. Right. Okay. Uh, And she just, she didn't feel like the echoes, like she, again, she's feeling off about them. And so, she feels like there's more to this story. Now she's found it's sewn into the jacket. Like that's weird. Yeah. So now she's kind of Miss Marple. Right. Okay. Uh, and she is suggesting that it wasn't suicide, but murder. Right. Like she's, okay. she's thinking, she thinks that it, Mr. Eccles probably shot the guy and they're just trying to cover up for, for yeah. what's gone on. Yeah. So, so Miss Marple agrees that something's going on and she, mm-hmm. she agrees that, that, you know, we're dealing with with more than a suicide here. So she says, well, you know, you said, are you sure you weren't followed to London? That's what she asked Bunch. Mm. And Bunch isn't sure. And so Miss Marble says, okay, well, let's just make a couple preparations first. I'll call a couple people. And then you said you were going to the sale, the linen sale. So we Mm. might as well go to the sale and buy a few things. Yeah. You know, make it look like we're doing what we said we were going to (laughs) do. Yeah. So they go out to, they go to the sale, they come back, they go out for, um, they call it their, the meal they get is steak and beans. Okay. (laughs) Is that a meal you would eat? Steak and beans? Isn't, steak and potatoes sounds better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, steak and beans sounds pretty British to me. Yeah. 
I mean, I'd throw in potatoes too, but I'd eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it could have potatoes. I don't know. It just says steak yeah. and beans here. And I thought I mean, it was funny. Sounds like a hearty meal, you know, a good uh, yes. English hearty meal. Oh, so. definitely. <laughs> um, so they're eating when Gladys comes into the, re- the restaurant and Gladys ends up being um, Miss Marple, like kind of trains girls to be maids, like for service. Okay. And so Gladys was one of the maids she had had in past years. Okay. Whatever. So she's an old maid and she kind of seems to really respect Miss Marple. And so was kind of basically saying like, you asked me for a favor, of course I'll do the favor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so she hands them an envelope and leaves. We're not, we're not told right now what's in the envelope. Do you want to take a wild guess what it could be? No, no pressure. I did not know at this point what it was either. This seems very random. I like she That's why I say a wild guess. Yeah. <laughs> hands her an envelope. Does it have something to do with like some like ticket or something part of the baggage claim ticket? Like, okay. Yeah. Maybe something like that. Potentially. That's possible. Okay. okay. I don't know. Yeah. So again, we don't find out right away what's in the envelope, but from the diner, wherever they are, the cafe, mm-hmm. yep. uh, Mrs. Bunch goes to the train station and she picks up a suitcase from baggage claim and uh, she, yes. she gets on the train and she, when she gets back to Chipping Clycorn, her station, she gets off with her suitcase and almost as soon as she gets on the platform, a man runs by and grabs her suitcase. The, um, the suitcase that she got, did she use like... The baggage claim ticket that she got from inside the coat she uses a baggage claim she uses a baggage claim ticket it doesn't seem like this is her suitcase right that's what yes that's okay we're not sure but she didn't say she came to london with a suitcase we're pretty sure that this is something new right okay right and so so this man grabs her suitcase she doesn't recognize the man he runs off she yells after him you know um the uh there's a train master I don't station master. I don't know what to call the guy <laughs> standing on the platform, and he tries to stop the guy, but is uh, maybe not as physically fit as he could be, and so mm-hmm. you know can't keep up. Uh, and so, luckily, there happens to be a police constable. Police constable Abel is his name, and he was outside the train station and stops the guy before he can get into a car that was waiting for him. Okay. So so. Uh, Bunch gets there and she says to the police constable, that's my suitcase. And this guy, he ends, his name ends up being Mr. Edwin Moss. He says, what are you talking about? This is my suitcase. And so the constable says, okay, we, okay, we can settle this. We're just going to, we'll go inside to the strange train station. You'll both tell me what's in the suitcase. We'll open it up. Whoever's right. It's your suitcase. Mm. Right. Bunch is screwed. <laughs> right. So, so Bunch says she gives a very lengthy, like, detailed description of it's a speckled coat with with boots and a um felt hat i made that up but sure okay some description (laughs) of clothes and the man says that he's a theater director and that it's costume like stage props for a local play that he's putting on okay so a police constable opens up the suitcase and sure enough it's a speckled coat with boots and a felt hat so it's a bunch of suitcase, apparently. Oh, okay. Right. So we're a little like, okay, how bunch know that? That's exactly what you said. That's exactly what I was thinking when I was reading this. So would you want to take a guess at how she knew? 
how <laughs> i have no clue what uh somehow i mean well i mean does it like the suitcase is, is the suitcase locked like she could have just so. like opened it on the train like yeah like and looked what it was yeah she could have just done that right so then what is what are these clothes joseph can you like say- actually no sorry this isn't fair this isn't fair joseph because i'm realizing i'm realizing that we actually got more information in the story so i can tell you oh. this okay. earlier in the story when miss marple said let's sort out some affairs before they went to the sale she had yeah. pulled out a speckled coat and a felt hat sorry i this is my bad because you didn't know that <laughs> okay. that's not wait. fair wait so when what happened so when <laughs> they were getting ready for the we're we're not sure out, when they're going out Miss yeah. Marple pulled out whatever the, the clothing. Coat, the belt hat. Yeah, whatever. The, the, yeah. Two, the items of clothing yeah. that are now in the suitcase, it seems. So, J- Joseph, we're still not sure exactly what happens, but it seems that Miss Marple and Bunch packed this suitcase and then Bunch right. picks it up from the train station. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> we can, we can leave it there for now if you want. Okay. Yeah. So, so Edwin, Edwin Moss, this guy who's stolen her suitcase and is trying to get away with it goes, I'm so sorry. I really thought it was mine. Like mistakes happen. And then he like, you know, gets out of there. Yeah. And so Bunch turns to the police constable and says, you're following him. Right. And he goes, yeah, no problem. Miss Marple called us up. So Mm. clearly there's this elaborate scheme going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Yes. And it seems that. The both the Eccles and this guy Edwin Moss have been under suspicion for a while, right. and so the police are like, you know, they're ready to figure out what's going on. Right. So okay, so this suitcase then might be some is some setup that Bunch and Miss Marple's done to try to catch whoever, for some reason, whoever put the baggage claim ticket in the inseam of the coat, like wanted it to be hidden or something like that. Right. So trying to catch. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. See. It seems. It seems like something There's like something. that. Yeah. They've done this. Like you know, they weren't sure is someone following Bunch, and now they know someone was following Bunch. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is the problem when I don't write things down. I think this point was kind of important, and so at uh when when. <laughs> uh, this is more realistic of how I would tell a story, though, if I was telling a story. <laughs> it's all <Okay>. good. <laughs> So when when Bunch was telling Miss Marple the whole story, she had gone through and said the guy said sanctuary, and then she thinks he said Julian, but it could have been Julia. Like she wasn't sure what the name was. And Miss Marple goes, ah, Jules. That's it? She just says, yeah. ah, Jules. Okay. Like Jewel, like she said Jules. So like I guess maybe like Julia, Jules, Julian, all similar sounding. Right. Right. Okay. Just, you know, so some hang on to that yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> okay okay so i mean clue into this now that i'm saying it right afterwards you're not supposed to hear it in this order but i'm gonna tell it to you okay so <laughs> great <laughs> this, hope maybe it will be easier for you maybe it won't maybe we'll make no difference probably not but okay. <laughs> <laughs> i will I, i'll say again this story i don't know if it has a i don't think all the clues are here for you so okay don't worry too much. Uh, but so uh, we, Inspector Craddock comes to kind of talk with Bunch and kind of get some more information from her and give her some 
some um, some ideas of what's going on. So Inspector Craddock is like, you know, he's an inspector, so he's kind of in charge of things. And mm-hmm. we've also met him in the last story that Bunch was in, A Murder is Announced. He was the inspector of that story. So we kind of know him a little bit. Okay. And so he is telling... He's the one who's telling Bunch that they've had their eye on Mr. and Mrs. Eccles and that they do, she did have a brother who's come back from abroad, but that he's not dead. They know where he is. So the the man who, the man who died is not the brother. I see. And that they actually know that the brother, that the guy who died is named Walter St. John. So Walter was the name. W.S. W.S. on the watch. Yeah. 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 And they know because he had escaped from Charrington Prison 48 hours ago, or 48 hours before he was murdered. Interesting. Right. So this is just another random guy. Like, no affiliation to Eccles or anything. This is just some other guy that escaped from prison. Well, now, so here here you go. Now we're going to get Inspector Craddock is going to get into the story of how they kind of relate. So this is all info that, again, you you never would have guessed... And so, Joseph, take a shot in the dark. Why is he in prison? (laughs) (laughs) Why WS is in prison? Yeah, Walter St. John. He either did something to the Eccles family Mm -hmm. or some... (laughs) I don't get how he he was in prison, gets out of prison, and now he he has a coat on. That has a baggage claim thing in it. Um, do you do you think it's his coat or do you think no no it's definitely not his coat. I think he okay. stole the coat, but from or it was like, planted on. Or or that there's some connection between this coat and the Eccles because okay yeah there has to be some reason why the Eccles wanted to get the coat back right. Like, so do you think the Eccles knew the baggage claim ticket was in the coat or do you think, think they, they just did. knew okay because yes, because they, they put it there or. They just knew it was there. Yeah, they probably uh, they probably put it there. Okay. I'm kind of yeah. I'm not exactly sure why they they want well, this. They want the baggage claim ticket for some reason. Um, right. Yeah. Well, they, they, yeah. They clearly know about it in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I don't think. I don't know if they put it in there or they know of it. Like they know that right. someone else put it in there and then. It was stolen from someone else, and then, but then maybe it's something valuable, so they wanted to go and get it. And they're tr- okay, and they're trying to retrieve it. Okay, so so Inspector Craddock starts to tell the story to Bunch that several years ago there was a dancer at one of the music halls in London who specialized in an Arabian night dance called Aladdin in the Cave of Jewels, and she wore you know she had rhinestones all over her costume and so that was the jewels Mm -hmm. and that she had been i think some royalty had fallen in love with her or something and had given her this magnificent emerald necklace that she had you know worn Uh and i think even after they had broken up or you know gone their separate ways whatever you call it in the 60s (laughs) (laughs) uh she had kept the necklace okay and so the necklace, this, this dancer's name was Zobida, Z-O-B-E-I-D-A. Okay. Zobida. And uh, at some point, the necklace gets stolen out of her dressing room while she's giving a performance. Okay. So the, the police suspect, suspected Walter St. John because he worked at a kind of down and out 
a jewelry store that they thought was a front for jewelry robberies. And they never could place him, like actually um, connect him with this jewel robbery, but they caught him on other jewel robberies. And so that's why he was in prison was these jewel robberies. Okay. Right. But now it's, he's, he's broken out of prison 48 hours ago. And so now the question is, okay, so this guy gets out of prison. He's got 48 hours. Why does he come to Chipping Cleghorn? And who shot him and why? And so that's that's now the question. And now we kind of have the backstory of something to do with these these jewels getting stolen and Walter not being blamed, but being suspected. Right. So how did he end up going to jail then? Like They, they did catch him on other jewel thefts. On other jewel thefts. Okay. Yeah. To me, it sounds like this Walter might be getting set up. Mm, okay. killing him to clear their tracks so that they can get like like frame him as the jewel thief or whatever and then right the jewels are just lost in the kind of the wind right who that is could be the Eccles family okay um, I don't know if there's any connection between the Eccles people and then like were they at this dance place like could they have stolen Hmm. Or could like, could they have stolen the jewels and then known of this guy and then tried to set him up? And then okay. when they found out he had escaped. They they wanted to They wanted to like know. take him out. Yeah. Maybe they like I, so, Yeah, but then then the coat is kind of weird. I'm not sure right. how this guy gets the coat. Yeah. Okay. So just just to add a couple of things, um the Eccles are being watched by the police, like I said before, and it's specifically for they think they're connected to a couple of robberies in the area. So the robberies does tie in a little bit. And then also they think it's weird that Walter, Walter St. John tried to escape prison or did escape prison because he was set to be released within the next few months or something like something pretty soon. And so they thought that's weird. That is weird. Then, so uh, uh, Inspector Craddock also points out that the necklace was never recovered. They never saw it being sold anywhere on the market. Not to say it wasn't. It just, it feels more unlikely. Like someone still has it somewhere is what they think. So this baggage claim ticket, I think, could be like the necklace in some place. So the reason why they never found it is because it's just sitting in some train station collecting dust right now, maybe. Right, right. Um, the reason, yeah, Walter escaping, he somehow, what? Why would he escape? That means maybe he knows something about these jewels as well. Mm. He's not just being set up. It could be like, it could be maybe like he, maybe he saw someone stealing the necklace and then kept an eye on them or something. And then he ended up going to jail and he needed to leave so that he could get the necklace somehow. Um, like something so like a race, come up like where, a race yeah, to get yeah, this necklace. Yeah. yeah. Um, whoever put it in, like, I don't know. It doesn't, I, it's not cluing in <laughs> who put it in some, let's say a suitcase, for example. Yeah. And gave it to the train station, left it there. Yeah. And then put it, put went through the effort to put it in the seam of a coat. Yeah. Right. Because Clearly, like, they didn't if want Walter John went from London, like came from London to here, um, to, I don't know, whatever the place is called. 
Chipping Cleghorn. Chipping, yeah. <laughs> Cleghorn. How could you not remember that? Jason? Yeah, I didn't write that one down. <laughs> um, Such a common name. <laughs> it's tough, right? It maybe he's like he saw Eccles. The Eccles people steal it. He went to jail. He escaped jail, and then and now he's he like came out for revenge. Back. He came back here to like re-steal the jewels or something. Like like the jewels are hidden in Chipping Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Some, like he's like on the hunt for it. Nice. And then maybe the Eccles people then saw that he was there, went to the tra- went to the train station, <laughs> put the jewels in a uh, whatever suitcase, they set it up, put it in a jacket, and then gave this guy the jacket and right. then shot him and then threw him into the church or something. Right. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. So pretty fantastical, but I will say, I said at the beginning, this solution is pretty fantastical. So I think that's a good guess. We'll see, though. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, everyone wants to know what's happened. And the first thing is that uh, they are going to go speak with Miss Marple. And so, and so Bunch and Inspector Craddock go down to London again, and they get into the apartment and Miss Marple is so, you know, she, she's excited and she brings out a suitcase that is locked. And she has said, I have not, I didn't touch it. I didn't open it. And so what seems to have happened is that while well, they were, they packed up that whole suitcase, right? right. Um, with Miss Marple's clothes and then gave it to Gladys with the, the, uh, the baggage claim ticket. Mm-hmm. So she goes, picks up the actual suitcase, like the one that we're concerned with, yeah. Yeah. leaves behind this nothing suitcase, right? That that then Bunch is able to go pick up, make it look like she's picking up the suitcase oh. that's, that's of, of interest. Right. And then that's why, that's how they do this setup. Right. Yeah. So right. pretty ingenious. Yes. And simple. Like it's easy to do. Yeah. So long as Gladys isn't followed, which apparently she wasn't. So. <laughs> Bait and switch, a little bait yeah. and switch. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, so that's good. That goes over. And so then they open up the suitcase. And of course, what do they find? But uh, like a, the leotard covered in rhinestones and a bunch mm-hmm. of jewels or jewel necklace or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of exactly what they're expecting to find. Yeah. Uh, and then they also find a, a an envelope is kind of at the bottom of the suitcase. So they open that up and find that there is a marriage certificate between Walter St. John and a woman called Mary Moss, who we find out was the actual name of the dancer Zobeda, Zobeida, Zobeida, whatever the dancer's name was. Interesting. Zobeida. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so Walter and this this woman were married. That's crazy. And, uh, uh, they kind of wonder what happened to the jewels. Like they got stolen. And Miss Marple says uh, that she believes based on the woman's character, this is the one of those whole things, of course, that uh, the woman, the woman would have wanted people to see the jewels. So she thinks she had them sewn into her leotard to look like rhinestones and that mm-hmm. the the necklace was a fake anyways. And so that's why it never came on the market again, because whoever had stolen it had realized it was a fake. It was, it was, they weren't real. Ah, I see. It was costume jewelry. And so they do think they have the jewels in their hands. And so so it seems that Walter St. John, he had escaped prison and gone to, he had been keeping the jewels at a, like a, I don't know what kind of house, but like a rooming house. He had known the woman there and had been keeping them in storage okay. in a, somewhere, like a closet. And so he had yeah. picked up the suitcase, dropped it off the train station and gone to Chipping Clayhorn, 
gotten to Chipping Clankhorn, the, the, um, the Eccles and possibly this Edwin Moss character who right. also is, is in the story. They shot, they shot him. He somehow escapes, gets into the church and dies there. And yeah. so that that's like, okay, this is great. This is all an explanation. But why was Walter St. John going to Chipping Cleghorn in the first place? Yeah, that makes no sense. Right? <laughs> so do you want to think about it more or are you just ready for the ready for the answer? Also, why so if he had the if he had the the jewels the whole time, he yeah. so he's the one that sewed the the baggage claim ticket into his own jacket? It sounds yeah. like it, because he left the suitcase at the train station why? and then went to Chipping Cleghorn. So I guess he wants to remain. So then he knew something was going to happen there when he was going there. Like, why would he do that? Like to protect the jewels? Maybe. So he maybe knew something was going down over there. (laughs) (laughs) This, like this woman, like where, like, where did she go after this guy went to jail? So she... She was alive for a while, uh, but she passed away a couple years ago. Okay, so she did pass away. So it's not like she, this yeah. woman's Miss Eccles. <laughs> like no, no, no. This this Mary Moss character she's is gone. Like, yeah, see. she's she's okay. passed away. So she's out of the story completely. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know why he would go to yeah. this place. Yeah. Okay. Neither did I, and neither should anyone, because it's <laughs> it's a ridiculous answer. So out of the envelope, they pull out a birth certificate. Mary Moss and Walter St. John had had a child together, a girl named Jewel. And so then it all clicks for Bunch. And she realizes Mm. that in the church, he had said sanctuary because what we think he had been, you know, he had escaped from prison. And so he maybe thought he could go to the church to escape that. But then Mm. he said what Bunch thought was maybe Julianne or Julia and Miss Marple had pointed out that it could be Jules Jules. or Jewel. And this is where, again, the impossible part where Bunch realizes that there is a old couple taking care of a child who they call Jill, but whose real name is Jewel. Mm. It's it's like they've kind of adopted this girl or taking care of her. And that this couple, they're both... Um, they're both older, older, an older couple, and they're both having health health problems, okay. and so they're not going to be able to take care of this girl, Jewel, Jill, any longer. Right. And so then it makes sense why, even though his his you know his parole was up or whatever in a couple months, he had to escape to prison to, to go care for yeah. Yeah. his daughter. So there you go. Interesting. Huh? <laughs> There's no way. How would you know that? No, you How? wouldn't. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. It's so fantastical. There's no way you'd know. <laughs> in in all these mysteries, do you like pick up on are there patterns that develop? Like, like you reading like enough of them, like, do you get better at solving them, or are they so um, there's so many different twists that like it's tough? It it depends. Um, I find, I think if I really like thought about a mystery hard enough. You know, you but you basically you make a list of everyone and you can go through and be like, it's not, it can't be them, it can't be them. With right. a story like this, I would never guess this because it's it's this is not like it's not a real who done it. You they don't give you all the clues. There's no way you could guess that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for the longer I get the Christies and some of those stories where it is all kind of laid out for you for you to be able to guess. Mm-hmm. If I'm really thinking about it. I can sometimes guess it. I don't want to say all the time because I I have no idea. I'm not I'm not <laughs> that great. But uh, if most of the time I'm just reading it for fun and so I'm purposely kind of turning my brain off just to you know 
yeah. just to find out what happens. And yeah. so, no, it kind of, they still surprise me all the time. I don't yeah. think they get super obvious to the point where, to me at least, you can just know what happened. Right. right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, stories like this, there's, you had no hope, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's- that's okay. Honestly, that's <laughs> This was fun. This was very fun. So Yeah, I think I honestly I think with what you were given, you had a good guess. And especially saying at the very beginning, like that it maybe it's um um saying that maybe he was trying to evade Sergeant Hayes, like connecting yeah. to the authority. I think yeah. that is the right way of doing it, where you look at who are the characters we have and yeah. it could only be characters within the pool that we know about. In this case it wasn't because <laughs> uh <laughs> mystery because, child <laughs> yeah it's a mystery child that you never would have guessed and the fact that he even had a child but so i think that's that makes sense guessing within the pool of characters that's a that's the way to go cool nice yeah it's a good job <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'll, I'll take the win like it's not a, I, don't, I don't see this as a loss so <laughs> good um so a couple a couple things for listeners at home that are kind of new this week. Uh, first of all, I've created a TikTok, so get excited about that. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, no. it's new, kind of. Right. Well, I've had it for a couple of weeks, but I kind of didn't want to tell anyone about it because I'm a little embarrassed. Right, I'm going to go follow right now. <laughs> it's Tuesday Night Mystery Club on TikTok. Um, and I think it'll be very similar content to Instagram because I don't, I'm not that creative to have two different platforms, but if you don't have Instagram and want to follow me on TikTok, go for it. There was one other thing that I wanted to mention. I was just going to say, I want to see some uh, renegades in the TikTok. You know? <laughs> Rene- so, renegades? Renegade, yeah. What's that? Uh, I need to see some TikTok trends. Oh, man. Oh, I, did. I need to see some dancing. That's some know? dances. <laughs> I did do, I did a, a, a TikTok that I had, like, you know, I took the audio and did my own version. So yeah. I did that. I don't know if it was a trend necessarily. You it's hard. Take clips of your. Po- oh my goodness! You you should take clips of your podcast and then like make skits like over them. Oh my know, god! Like, like I don't like. I'm sure you can find some clips and then like yeah. piece together some sketch. And- oh, you're totally right. I'm sure I could. I think that'd be can- super fun. I need someone to help me. Can someone comb through my podcast and find good clip material? Please and thank you. (laughs) I don't have enough time. My gosh. So I'll bring this up now because I I keep forgetting everything. I am, what is it? This will be released kind of, is it the beginning of March? What's next week? I don't know. Close enough to the beginning of March. I started this podcast at the beginning of May. So we'll be two months out from a full year of podcasting, which is crazy. Uh, and I'm thinking to do as kind of a celebration, a contest for a listener to come on as a guest on the show. So uh, I will bring it up on the podcast. It's probably going to run the contest on Instagram. So if that's something you're interested in, in the coming month or so, you can pay attention for that. I will try and advertise well, uh, if it's something you're interested in. Um, it, and I should mention, so the Instagram is Tuesday Night Mystery Club. If you would like to contact the show, uh, you can you can DM me or you can send an email to TuesdayNightMysteryClub at gmail.com. And if you would like to support the show and get bonus content like show notes and um, Q&A videos, what else is there? Shout, oh, a shout out, which I'm about to do. You can subscribe on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash TuesdayNightMysteryClub. 
I'd like to thank our current patrons at the Inspector Gamache level. We have Shelly Tsao. At the Miss Jane Marple level, we have Barb McLean, Michael Brello, Debbie Kravis, Emily Shilton, and Alex Young Davies. So thank you all. Any final thoughts, Joseph? This was fun. <laughs> I had okay, a great, great. time. I'm glad you had fun. And I hope everyone at home uh, didn't dislike this mystery too much for its impossibility. And uh, if you did, just go listen to any of my other episodes, which I'm sure are so much better (laughs) in their solvability. That's that's a total lie. I'm sure you'll get none of them. And if you do get them all, email me and I'll tell you how great you are. Um, Good night, Joseph. Good night, everybody. (laughs) 